Are you ready for some more XFL? I'm sure you are. Welcome back to XFL Extra, the podcast brought to you by XFLboard.com. I'm your host, Mark Nelson, and this is our 43rd episode. The XFL draft is taking place next week. According to the league, almost 6,000 players have been evaluated at XFL showcases, NFL training camps, and tryouts. The top prospects from these evaluations have been invited to enter the XFL draft pool, which consists of 1,700 players, all who are vying for 528 spots in training camp and 400 active player roster spots. Regardless of the fact only one quarter of the players in the draft pool will ever play a down of XFL football, players are always on the hunt for playing opportunities, and they are all excited to hear whether they have been selected by an XFL team. In this podcast, I will speak to two such players. First, you will hear from Dwayne Wallace, an offensive lineman and veteran of the previous XFL who played for the Los Angeles Wildcats. You will hear Dwayne talk about his football past and the fantastic story of how he convinced Wildcat head coach Winston Moss to pick him in the 2019 Supplemental Draft. The second guest is wide receiver Antoine Grant, another player who was in the XFL draft pool. Antoine will tell us about his time with the NFL's Bengals, the CFL's Saskatchewan Roughriders, and the AFL's Atlantic City Blackjacks, among other teams. Between the NFL, CFL, and AFL, Grant is going through the alphabet of football leagues. He just needs an X in his collection. I call this episode Drafting. It features two experienced football players who are hoping the momentum of past success leads to a spot on an XFL roster. Are you ready? As usual, we won't waste any time. Let's get started. We'd like to welcome Dwayne Wallace to the podcast. He is an offensive lineman who is in the XFL player draft pool. Welcome, Dwayne. How you doing, man? I really appreciate you taking the opportunity or time to uh, to have this uh, chat with you. You know, looking at your uh, career, you're really a veteran of football, aren't you? Yes, sir. I, I would consider myself a, a, a polished veteran, um, a well-experienced guy in um, these uh, spring leagues. Um, I've been I've been out of college for about four years now, three or four. Um, I've been active playing between the uh, the CSL spring league and the uh, XFL before it got shut down, and um, before that I was in a couple NFL camps. And uh, so I've I've been at it for a while, you know. And um, you know I'm just trying to uh, get another opportunity this go around and uh, really get to show you know uh, the XFL and these NFL scouts you know, what, what, you know, train wreck's really about, man. We're going to talk about the XFL, but I want to go back a little bit first, like I like to do, and talk about uh, everything before now. And uh, you grew up in Florida, right? Yes, sir. After I left uh, Florida, I did, I did my junior and senior year in California, in Riverside, at uh, a school called Martin Luther King. Right, okay. So, and from there, you... Uh, you went to the California Golden Bears in 2016 and 2017, is that well, right? Well, I went to Riverside City College where I was a two-time All-American, and uh, I had I had uh, I had a couple offers, and uh, I chose Cal and I played there, and um, we had a pretty good offense with my coach at the time, Sonny Dykes. He's now at TCU, 
Shout out to Coach Dykes, man. And uh, he gave me the opportunity to play. And uh, from there, from the Golden Bears, Coach Dykes left and went to SMU. And then um, I, 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 I transferred and um, had a couple offers. And I, I just chose to go to Kansas and play my last year there. After Kansas, I, got, I went to a couple bowl games. I went to two bowl games. The Tropical Bowl, where I was a former MVP uh, lineman. And I went to the NFL PA Bowl, where uh, Jackie Slater named me best lineman. So you had quite a quite a varied college career and, and an exciting and, and positive career with, in college, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, I pretty I pretty much say it was, was exciting and polished. Uh, every college offense I've been on, uh, I've, I've, I've had uh, top rushers or been in top offenses. You know, um, when I was with Coach Dykes, Sonny Dykes, uh, you know, it was a more spread out, up tempo, high scoring offense. And I got to Kansas, it was more run heavy and. Uh, so I got the best of both worlds, and I got the best of both conferences. I played in the Pac-12 and the Big 12, so it, 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 it was it was it was just kind of like it was good. It was good to see um, competition from both conferences. So after after college, you uh, you did you spent some time uh, working on getting a, a spot on an NFL roster, didn't you? Yes, sir. Um, I played for Chuck Pachano. At the NFLPA, he went to that was his first year in Chicago as the coordinator, and uh, that was the first team I did rookie mini camp with, and then uh, got released. Went to a mini rookie mini camp with the Steelers, then was in OTAs for a week, and then uh, never really. Uh, I just kind of bounced around with workouts, and then uh, the XFL was coming out during the NFL season, and that's when I got on with the Wildcats. Did you uh, go to a showcase in 2019 with the XFL? Yeah, I did. I did. I, they invited me to a showcase. I went to one of the showcases, and uh, um, after I went to the showcase, uh, I was actually in L.A., and uh, Coach Moss was the head coach at the time, and they had a meet and greet. And I went to the because I didn't. I went in the supplemental draft, even though I was a part of the draft pool. I didn't get drafted, which I didn't understand why. So I went. And, saw Coach Moss in the, at a meet and greet in person. I was like, hey, man, like, I don't know what, what, what y'all watching, but y'all missed out on me. Uh, he, I showed him my film that night, and he was like, man, I'll pick you up in a supplemental draft. I don't know how it missed on you. <laughs> the rest was history. So you you had to go and meet Coach Moss and sell yourself to get to get onto that squad, right? Yes, sir. Sometimes you just got you, – you, you, you are your best seller, you know, and uh, – I feel like I was always one of those guys that I always had to uh, prove myself regardless of my accolades, you know. And so um, every time I'm out there on the field, I'm trying to make a resume. I'm trying to, I'm trying to lead. I'm trying to get better and better each year. I step on that field and put great product out there because it's a representation of myself. And I feel like coming back into this year's XFL, based on my body of work and my film and my recent film and my past film, that's all I have to go back to so coaches can watch and be like, okay, you know, this guy's improving. I like this guy. You know, I like this guy's technique, uh, play multiple positions, tackle, guard. Um, you know, I, I got film in two spring leagues, at both guards and tackles. So, you know, I'm a very versatile guy. And um, I just have a lot to offer. And, uh, you know, I feel like I'm one of the underrated guys. So uh, very excited for what's to come. Exactly, and you, as you pointed out, you were drafted by the LA Wildcats in the supplemental draft, and 
and the XFL season uh, you played and and well it was only five game se- five game season because of well we know what happened it got cut short but you protected Josh Johnson right yes sir you were in the last game of the XFL uh, against Tampa when you guys when the yeah. LA Wildcats beat Tampa that was my first that was my first official start I was rotating um, and that week I got I finally got to start and they was like man you starting this week and uh, and uh, that was my first start and uh, we started off slow man uh, <laughs> but we picked it up you know Josh is a Josh Josh Johnson's a great player he's a veteran uh, he never gets flustered. Um, he always, he always like, you know, when he makes a mistake, he's just ready to get back out there and get on to the next play. And, uh, that showed, that showed in our team and our identity. And, uh, it's, it's, it's fun getting to play with somebody that knows the X's and O's. Like, it's, he's like a, he's like a Tom Brady out there. Like, he knows there's just nothing that he don't know, whether it's, uh, putting the O line into the right protection, correcting our center when he makes calls or protections or, you know, um, and uh, that 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 made a difference in our offense. That veteran presence, and uh, we scored a lot of points that game. I think we put up the most points on the XFL, and uh, you know, it, it, a lot a lot of it had to do with him and the run game. And um, you know, we 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 were just definitely starting to gel together as a team and ready to take the next level up there in in Seattle. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we played five games, but I feel like uh, as a team with the adversity that we were going through at the time, we was coming together. Yeah, no, definitely. It would have been interesting to see what happened in the second half of that season because, you know, the LA Wildcats were coming on strong and other teams were coming on strong. It would have been an interesting end of the season. Now, in the final XFL game, the very end of the XFL, there's a video of you and others celebrating in the locker room, celebrating the win. Have you seen yeah. that video? I think so, man. Yeah, with, with Ted. You're spraying each other with uh, Bud Light yeah, Seltzer, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun video. Now, of course, everything for the XFL shut down, so you wanted to stay uh, stay with football. So you went to the spring league in San Antonio in the fall of 2020, right? Yes, sir. <clears throat> but you played for the Blues, and you got some good film there, but there were COVID yeah. issues in the end, right? Yep. Mhm. Yeah. Right. So, so I, I played four games, I think. Right. Yeah. And there was, there was more there was more in the schedule, but they had to shut down, right? Yeah, we missed we missed one game. We supposed to, yeah, we yeah we missed one or two games. Mhm. Now you you didn't pay to play in the spring league. They you were a free. Nah, nah. You were a free player, yeah, right? I was, yeah, I was a free player. Uh, most of the XFL, a lot of XFL guys played in the spring league, and most of those guys who played in the first XFL, they got the opportunity to go there and play for free. Right, but some guys had to pay to play, right? Yeah, some guys had to pay. Some guys got paid. Some guys paid played for free, and um, that's just how it was. That's how it was. Yeah, that's a weird system, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 a um it's a weird system, but you know it's just like uh, uh um. This, this, this game is built on opportunities, right? And so, you know, um, some, it worked out for some guys. Some guys didn't work out for. But at the end of the day, it's just like who would have ever thought that, you know, people would go play to pay, pay to play football or, or even go pay uh, play for free. And so, you know, you got people who is dedicated to their dreams. And, you know, is it wrong that we're not getting paid? But at the same time, like, you know, you just 
so thankful for the opportunity to go out there and play football and put good film on the field so you can, you know, keep your your dream alive, you know, because it's like if you're not on the field out there um, playing 11-on-11 man football in some way or some form, I just feel like you're out the loop, you know. And Devon uh, Turpin, Turk, that guy just got signed by Dallas, he's a, he's a product of that. I, I spent a lot of time with Turk when he played for the Sea Lions and the TSL. Before that, he went to Europe. I mean, after that, he went to Europe. I'm like, Turk, you crazy, man. You about to go over this? He's like, yep, yep. I got to get back in there. And, you know, he knew he, he just having that faith and look where he's at now. You know, that, that's a guy that a lot of people forgot about, like, you know. And so um, just 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 opportunities like that, that that's rare. And um, um, people just trying to um, capitalize on, you know. Yeah, you know, that's good advice. Uh, did you spend any more time with the Spring League after 2020? Played in Houston in 2021 again with Tech Trail. Uh, played played a full season. Um, had some pretty film. That's my most recent film. Played played all positions. Uh, we ain't had a quarterback at the end, but we had a pretty good season. Finished up finishing up 500. Yeah, that was my last time playing. So now you're looking you're looking to the XFL. Now the XFL has sent you an invitation for the draft, which is next week, right? Yes, sir. I'm definitely in the draft pool and uh, ready to see where I'm going to go play at. Did, did you attend a showcase this past summer? Yes, sir. I was at, I went to the Arizona showcase, um, went down there and uh, met up with some of, like, Doug Whaley and a couple of uh, other familiar faces that got rehired from the first go-around. I, I know some of those guys uh, just from college, you know, football is a small world, like, you know, a lot of these coaches, you know, been a lot of time. Been been to a lot of these universities with jobs, and they transitioning over into spring ball. So it's a lot of familiarity with that. So with the uh, the showcase, they uh, they put a lot of cameras on you. They got a lot of statistics and uh, analytics uh, on you during that showcase performance, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I, I would I would I would say so. Um, you know. You know me. I I just I just try to show up and try to like put my best performance and my best product out there, man. Because uh, your your brand and your name is everything. So I wanted to make sure that you know when I go back out there, you know I, I want to let these guys know that hey, you know I'm still active, I'm still running, I I still can perform at a high level, and you know increase my chances to be you know the guy, you know be that guy that they can rely on. So as an offensive lineman, you've got a special gift that you give to the game of football and that is to protect the, uh, the quarterback and to help that old, that offensive squad succeed right yes sir serve and protect right and only there's only so many guys that can do that well and you're one of them yes sir right so you're you're kind of a specialist uh from my understanding and good old linemen are hard to come by so the xfl has you in the draft pool what do you think you would bring to this XFL? I feel like I bring a lot of uh, experience, uh, high energy, um, a guy that's nonstop on the field, and you know you, you're gonna get a lot of uh, a lot of great production out of me and a lot of great leaderships. Um, I definitely, um, you know, what I'm saying, have been in this 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 type of setting before and proved myself to be a worthy player of going out there and making plays and actually being pretty good. So 
I'm um, to expect from me. You can expect all of, all of those good qualities from me, and uh, you know I'm just ready to go out there and uh, build, build, keep building from my last performances and getting better and better, and uh, you know gelling with the team. I want I want to win a championship. I've never won a championship before. You know I want to have the uh, the ability to do that. You know, and uh, some guys, some guys, when you talk about championships, like they say they want it, but they don't really believe it. And, you know what I'm saying? It, it takes a couple guys in the locker room like, hey, man, come on, man, we can do this, you know. And it all starts up front, O-line, D-line, and from the quarterback, and, and everybody else going to fall in line. Um, I'm ready to accept that role and get better and, you know, um, continue my resume. This is a resume. This is, this is a job to me. I take this serious. You know, every time I go out there, I'm representing – train record. I'm representing Dwayne Wallace. I'm representing my team. I'm representing my coach. This is going on my resume for the future, for the NFL, or, you know what I'm saying, wherever I choose to move on next. You're, one of the things you bring is a belief that there will be a championship. Yes, sir. No, that's awesome. So you're in the gym right now. Yes, right sir. Right now at this moment. Yes, sir. Obviously, you're working out, you're staying fit and staying ready, right? Yes, sir. Well, that's that sounds like a smart way to go. Uh, now, it's kind of a challenge to break into foot, pro football, and you've done it a few times now. Um, there's more leagues popping up. What do you think about uh, about the opportunities? Is there more opportunities now for a pro football player, or is it still a challenge to get get on a squad? Um. Well, let's just say. The game of football is evolving in every aspect, in the aspect of where we're, we're having spring leagues not only come back, we're having them come back and starting to be competitive. And not only being competitive, starting to look like it's starting to have a future, like everything's changing now, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's proven that it's a market out there. It's proven that, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a fan base out there for it, and it's great. It's great. The NFL – they can't host everybody, you know. Look how much guys from D League could get pulled up and stuff like that. So this is this is this is this is just a great opportunity for guys to continue playing and guys to continue continue to develop. And um, you know, some guys they, they don't get cut from the NFL because of lack of talent. It's just situational, you know. And they just need one team to just give them a good opportunity to be in the right system. And, you know, I'm saying move forward. So I definitely feel like this is creating a lot, a lot of opportunities for y'all, a lot of young guys. And I'm happy for it, man. Um, and uh, I'm appreciative for it, man, because um, if it wasn't this, I mean, the NFL would just pretty much be a dream. I mean, college, every year you're getting better and better and um, athletes coming out of college. So it's just like, you know, the NFL ain't really looking for old draft, draft class guys like 2020, 2021. You know what I'm saying? They they really like looking past those guys, which is really sad, but it's just the reality we live in. And uh, that's why you got to keep playing, start keep getting the film out there and just keep trying to stick your neck out there to keep the dream alive, you know? So good advice from a, from a journeyman player, Dwayne Wallace. Dwayne, uh, we hope to see you on an XFL roster come next season. And I think myself and, and other fans that are be listening to this to this recording – can say that they're, when they look at the draft list next week, they're going to look for your name to be on one of those teams. 
And I hope to heck it happens because if it doesn't, some XFL head coach is going to see you at one of these uh, meet and greets and you're going to show up and tell them that you should be hired. Is that how this is going to go? Yes, sir. It's definitely going to go like that because I want to know why, you know, I need answers, man. Sometimes in life, it's better to have, it's better to rest on the answer without one. Right. Well, thank you for coming out today, Dwayne. And uh, I, I see that people can hit you up on Twitter. Uh, your Twitter 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 handle is trainwrecker underscore sixty two. Yes, Instagram too. Instagram and Twitter trainwrecker underscore sixty two. Thanks, Dwayne. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, that was Dwayne Wallace. If all goes well, he will soon be drafted into the XFL for the twenty twenty three season. I'd like to welcome. Antoine Grant to the podcast. He is a wide receiver who is in the XFL player draft pool. Welcome, Antoine. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. So you're a, somewhat of a veteran of football. You've been around a few teams and a few leagues, uh, obviously looking at uh, getting as much playing time as you can. And now the XFL has come calling. Uh, where did you start your football journey? Uh, I would say I started my football journey uh, my freshman year in high school. If, we're, if we want to take it way back, that's like the throwback, which is uh, freshman year in high school. Uh, I started out and I was actually a running back. Uh, that's how I started my uh, football career, playing running back. Uh, it wasn't until my junior year in high school um, until I made a transition um, to receiver, like solely receiver, of course, like when you're a high school, you're an athlete, so safety, cornerback. Um, you know, running back or other positions, but I would say junior year, junior, senior year in high school is when the transition kind of stuck to receiver. And that led to your, uh, to getting picked up and, and at college and uh, you played uh, uh, college ball in Bowling Green? Yes, sir. So prior to, um, I was in Bowling Green at Western Kentucky University, uh, but prior there, I actually, from high school, um, here's a fun fact that I, not, not a lot of fans or friends know about. Um, Mr. Grant is, uh, I never graduated high school. So because I didn't have a high school diploma, I actually had to go to junior college. Um, I had to go and earn a GED, uh, you know, kind of like grind my way out of, out of the academic, um, you know, I would say hold it. I kind of put myself in. Um, and once I buckled down and I understood the importance of academics, I kind of, uh, shifted my focus, uh, of course in the classroom, but then also, uh, onto the field. Um, going to junior college, Nassau Community College. Uh, we were ranked number three in the nation uh, my freshman year. Um, and then sophomore year, we went nine and two. And in sophomore year, we also went nine and two. Uh, we got up, I believe, to like fifth in the nation, sixth in the nation. So I was a junior college All-American uh, prior to going to Western Kentucky. But, um, you know, I guess having such a, uh, you know, I would say a, a a talented career in junior college, I was uh, awarded an, a scholarship to go to Western Kentucky and be a part of a, a, I would say, a special era that we had over there as well. Um, you know, in those two seasons going 20 and eight, I believe, uh, 20 and seven rather, um, with Jeff Brom. And, you know, that was the class of Bobby Petrino, their first year over there before he made the transition to Louisville. So it was, it, I, I would say it was a very unique class. Um, it was a very unique time for me. Uh, it was an exciting time, Western Kentucky. Uh, then from there, uh, you know, I was able to, you know, do good and put up some some numbers there. I know I'm top 10 
you know, in school history and some, in, in some receiving uh, categories. But from there, I was I was able to earn an opportunity as an uh, undrafted free agent to go to Cincinnati 2016 with the Bengals. Was there with them through OTAs and training camp before being, shortly being released and then making my transition and my way up to up north to Canada. So yeah, I've been I was with the the Bengals in 2016, then I made my way to Saskatchewan in 2017, where I spent the 2017 season up there, uh, as well as part of the season 2018, before coming back to the States. And then from there, uh, the journey just continues. And I was through networking and through uh, coaches, um, I was able to have an opportunity to go to the Atlanta City Blackjacks, who they were a part of the AFL um, in 2019. Uh, and I was awarded the uh, Rookie of the Year um, that year in that league as well. So I mean, I've been to a few leagues, you know, since high school, college. Um, you know, I have like a bit of a journey. Yeah, I'm looking at your career. You you sort of didn't stop playing football, but you played for different places and you were in different places. I imagine when you were with the Bengals, you got to uh, be with a lot of talented receivers and you must have learned a lot, even the short time you were there. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, I was there with, you know, that was I was part of the draft class with, Tyler Boyd, Cody Core. Um, I was there definitely with AJ Green. Uh, we had Brandon LaFell um, in the receiver room. Jake Kumaro. You know, we had we had we we had Brandon Tate. We had Mario Alford. It was quite of a few of us to be honest. Alex Erickson. I was there with Pac-Man Jones. We had uh, Andy Dalton. I would say what well, my time in Cincinnati, I was able to um, not only learn on the offensive side of the ball, but also on the defense side of the ball. Uh, having uh, Drake Kirkpatrick and uh, Pac-Man Jones and, and Darquez Denard, you know, Sean Williams, you know, guys like that over on the defense side of the ball who, you know, allowed me to understand the game. You definitely did take an opportunity to go up to Canada and play for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and you probably ended up in, in a, on a squad in, in 2017 that was one of their better receiver squads. Like, you were amongst some really talented guys in that receiver core, weren't you? Yes, sir. So yeah, we definitely had guys in, in, in that in that in that receiver room as well. Um, we had uh, Deron uh, Deron Carter, which we all know is the uh, the, the infamous son of uh, the, the, the Hall of Famer Chris Carter. Um, we also had Naaman Roosevelt. He spent time in Buffalo. We had uh, Nick Dembski, who uh, he's over in Winnipeg, where they they probably won a championship through the last three years, um, two or three years. We had a lot of guys: Bakari Grant. We had um, Rob Bag. Caleb Holly, we had uh, uh, Ricky Collins. It was just a lot of us. Uh, Devin Bailey. It was, and not only that, we had Hall of Fame players as well. So, um, seeing and then seeing guys, you know, shuffle in, you know, through my time in in Canada, you know, it's a very meticulous, you know, it's politics in every game, but it's very meticulous. So, um, you know, as far as like the ratio and things of that nature, numbers and things of that nature, but. As far as talent goes, Hall of Fame, Trent Richardson, Vince Car Vince Young, you know, we've had guys up there. We had the uh, Nick Marshall, he's still up there. You know, still guys that, you know, are part of that twenty seventeen year special season. I believe we went to the second round of the Eastern Conference Finals, losing to Toronto that season. But just being a part of it, you know, it was definitely again another experiment, another good experience. And like I said, another opportunity that, you know, I'm I couldn't be more grateful for pretty fascinating to hear you talk about 
about uh, all that experience and all those players up and up north in Canada. And of course, it reminds me of the fact that you played in the NFL. Uh, you had a short stint in the NFL, then you had another stint in the CFL, and then you went to the AFL. So you've been going down the alphabet of uh, football leagues, basically. When you were with the Atlantic City Blackjacks, like you mentioned, you had a pretty glorious season there in 2019. You really burned up the uh, the arena, didn't you? Yes, sir. So I would say the only difference with, you know, coming from Canada and going to the indoor game, um, of course, the field the field is, is condensed and, and, and a lot smaller. Having that, that, that IQ of what I had when I was in junior college, when I was an All-American, and then going to Western Kentucky and uh, having to, you know, deal with the more, you know, more politics, you know, the higher you go, you got to deal with more politics and then going to the NFL where it's more politics. So um, your role is a bit diminished, but understanding that you have the, the capabilities, you have the ability, you have the mental uh, awareness, the IQ to know that you can do it. Just, I would say, just trust in the process, stand down. Um, you know, I kept grinding, you know, even though I'm going down the alphabet, uh, uh, the work ethic never changes. Um, you know, it's not my time and it's God's time in. I was I was awarded and afforded opportunities that um, a lot not a lot of guys are, are you know you know can say that they got to experience. So after the Atlantic City Blackjacks, the pandemic kind of shut things down, but you were able to show up again uh, with the NAL, the National Arena League. You went back to the uh, you went to the Columbus Lions. Yes, sir. So um, yeah, with the pandemic slowing everything down after winning. In 2019, winning um, the rookie of the year, uh, you know, we had the uh, AFL uh, filed, a, we had the AFL lawsuit, um, and the league had to file bankruptcy. Um, from there, you know, things kind of like slowed down for me um, in that aspect. Uh, and I kind of went to teaching, you know, I, I picked up teaching. So that was my first year going back, like giving back to the community. Of course, I went back and I would always host camps and, you know, help host camps and things of that nature. But um, you know, for me, it was kind of like the pandemic, like, you know, after 2019, just went, just went to teaching. Um, and then, you know, I was just building my brand kind of like, I have a, I have, I have my own brand, which is Granted Lifestyle. And I was kind of like building that back in the community, um, coaching high school football, training students, um, in grades four through 12. I ended up signing in 2020, I ended up signing with the Massachusetts Pirates. Um, for the time being, just to see, like, okay, if the border doesn't go down or we don't have a season, which we ended up not having a season, I was like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, I, my plan B, I have the Massachusetts Pirates, who um, we were there for a couple months uh, just training, trying to stay in shape um, until they ended up just shutting the season down in the NAL for that year. They, uh, The Massachusetts Pirates, they made, they, they, they made the transition to the IFL um, in 2020. After the whole training camp thing, I signed with them. And then once it, what I ended up doing was pandemic was slowing things down, so I opened up a fan shop and I, I started expanding my brand, which I have a clothing line, um, which is, you know, my brand is Granted Lifestyle. I have a clothing line that I ended up, you know, opening up and expanding. And then 2020 was kind of, things were still slowing down towards the, you know, the end of the year, mid, mid end of the year, fall. Um, through uh, my, agent, my agency that I was with, my prior agency, um, I drew some interest from a sponsor, so uh, I was trying to uh, have a book published, which I, I still am going to have my book published. It's a it's an autobiography, a book that I have. Um, and then once like COVID slowed everything down, you know, it was like COVID just it picked up. They said we're shutting everything down. I would say the fall of 2020 was like I think everybody had that kind of like 
you know, that, 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 that come into reality with who you are with yourself kind of deal. And it was like, you know, with the, with the states and the government being shut down kind of deal. It's like, you want to go into ownership, right? You want to go into building your own brand. And that's what, that's kind of like what I continue doing. So um, I opened up a, uh, a trucking company. I started a trucking company. Um, I was an owner operator um, for the, for the fall of 2020. Um, and then I did, I did end up going back to teaching um, in spring of 2021 before going to Columbus. Um, I was with the Columbus lions, uh, as you said, and, uh, I signed with them um, because of some of the guys that I actually was able to play with. I was fortunate enough to play with when I was in uh, Atlantic City. Um, and it was a very special group of guys, I would say. Um, and w- and to be honest, we, we actually ended up going all the way to the national championship. I, I did have a, 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 a great season. Um, I was able to, you know, help bring my team to the national championship um, of the league. And uh, we weren't able to get the job done, <laughs> unfortunately, but. Again, it was a it, it was a it was an amazing season. Um, I had a lot of fun in Columbus, you know, uh, you know, to, to to make it to the national championship in, in in the first year in the league. Uh, I would say is a is a pretty good accomplishment. But um, you know, again, great opportunity. Um, and 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 whenever my number was called, I took advantage of it. And I'm you know, I always showed up. I always show up. So I know how to do. Yeah. So you you made it to the championship, but didn't get it done. But it... My understanding is you, uh, with the Albany Empire, you guys did get it done this year. You did win the championship. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So making a transition to, um, from, you know, the losing team, you know, uh, to the winning team, it was just, uh, it was just a, I would say it was just a case of um, just an opportunity that presented itself. Um, The coaches, it was always, it was always a great, um, you know, meeting between both teams every time we play them. I believe we played them three times last year, that season. And it was it, it was always uh, love and, and, and the camaraderie was there between um, both teams. And, and, and it was a lot of like, you know, a lot of, a, 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 I would say a lot of good energy that was shared whenever I was with the coaching staff. So I always knew that they were, uh, you know, a group of like a coaching staff that wanted to, um, you know, use my abilities and use my talent. And we were able to you know, get it done in the off season, get a, you know, get a deal done. And uh, being able to join the team, um, it was a great experience. It's, it's a great experience in Albany. You know, I, I, every time we play there, and not only just in the NAL, but even when I was in a part of the AFL, um, we had the, the, the Albany Empire team. So uh, I would say just the city, um, I would say the stadium, I would say the fans, um, the community, just everything about Albany, I would say. And, and, and you got to remember, I was a guy that my junior college, my All-American days, you know, in college was in New York, right? I was in upstate New York at Nassau Community College. So um, just always being able to return home, feeling like I'm coming back to my roots and, uh, you know, just, just, just showcase my talents in front of the city, as, as I like to say it. Um, you know, I think it was an opportunity that I, I, couldn't, I couldn't pass up and being able to come to um, Albany and, uh, you know, just uh, – just coming to Albany, maybe that like you know, I still had eye popping averages. You know, 133 yards per game, nine catches per game. Um, you know, the team was able to you know secure a championship, and you know I'm gonna put you, I, you, I can probably say I'm a part of it. So you know I was able to help um, the team. So again, every opportunity is uh, is one that I look to take advantage of, and uh, you know, couldn't be more grateful. You really haven't had a break from uh, football except for when coronavirus forced you to have a break which i find is interesting 
you always found a place to play, it seems, uh, which is cool. Now, the XFL has sent you an invitation for their draft, haven't they? Yes, sir. Did you did they did you have to attend a showcase last summer? So I did not. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, um, I was just fortunate enough to be able to like have uh, enough of I would say film, um, you know, tape, um, and not just you know just having the experience of just being around, but then just to have something to show. You were actually yes, playing sir. playing. You were actually playing with Albany last summer during when they held yes. the showcases. Yeah. Yep, yep. I yeah. was with I was I was with Albany at the time, and the year before that I was with Columbus. Um, right, so, right. I was I was I was always actively playing. Um, it's just it just was probably wasn't where, um, you know, where I should have or could have been, so to speak. Now, uh, what would you bring to the XFL? Like, tell let's let's hear what what you think the XFL should draft you, and what do you think you would bring to that league? Uh, I would say I bring a sense of leadership, a sense of, you know, camaraderie. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not just a rah-rah guy in a sense. I'm, I'm kind of the guy that uh, will show you, will lead. I will show you how uh, we're going to get it done. Not only do I bring the experience, um, not only do I bring um, the physical presence, right? I'm a 6'1 receiver, 215, 210, 215 pounds. I bring the, the attitude of, uh, you know, we'll show you better than we could tell you, coach. So, you know, I'm always like, again, any opportunity, any opportunity, all everything is about when your number's called, you're going to make the play. You have to make the play. The team's counting on you, accountability. Um, you know, I stand for all of the the things I would think a coach, want, a coach wants from a captain um, or a coach wants from a leader or a coach wants from a, you know, somebody that's that's going to represent the organization, um, I would say to the, to, to the utmost of its ability. So that's what I would bring to a uh, organization or a team in the XFL. Well, Antoine, it's been a pleasure talking to you and I'd like to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. And uh, we hope to see you on an XFL roster come this uh, next XFL season. Yes, sir. I hope, I hope, I hope, to, hope, hope, hope for my number to be called. Yes, sir. Thank you. We'll be watching for your number to be called. Uh, thank you for coming out today and joining the podcast. And much appreciated. Now, people can hit you up. Uh, I have your address on Twitter, which is Twatch Greatness. T-W-A-T-C-H Greatness. Uh, yep. Is that right? Yes, sir. And then you can find I'm on Instagram. I have my um, my a pair of my clothing line. is on Instagram at Axis Granted. That's A-X-E. C-E-S-S underscore granted, access granted. Um, I have my clothing line on there. You can follow me on my main Instagram page, which is Manny, three underscores, C3. Um, you can follow me on there as well. Um, but yes, sir, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, that's great. So everyone follow Antoine, get on there, wish him well. If all goes well, we'll soon be uh, seeing you on an XFL field. Thank you, Antoine. Yes, sir. Thanks again to my guests, Dwayne Wallace and Antoine Grant. I wish both of you the success you seek next week in the XFL Draft. I hope you enjoyed today's interviews. You are welcome to come back next time, where we will have more guests and more XFL. Until next time, this was your host, Mark Nelson, and I hope you enjoyed XFL Extra, the XFLboard.com podcast. <music>